Welcome to the MarTalk Podcast. Thanks for tuning in for another episode of MarTalk. I'm joined today by Scott Vaughn, Chief Growth Officer of Integrate, a software that unifies top-of-funnel demand generation to enable teams to scale pipeline and accelerate revenue impact. Scott, thanks for being here today. Ah, great to be on. Love MarTalk. Subject near and dear to both of our hearts. Yeah, for sure. Scott, for those that may not know, or even maybe those that think they do know, uh, would you share what we mean by always on marketing or, or maybe not always on, you know, what that means? <laughs> well, I, I look at it as kind of deja vu. Uh, marketing, especially in B2B, was uh, a lot traditionally about product and brand and not so much about demand. But uh, over the last decade or so, as demand generation and the ability to drive leads and pipeline and really marketing to contribute, the world changed and marketing adapted to that by becoming a lot more lead-centric. And, and so that means a lot more campaign-centric. And there was this stop, start, stop, start mentality that was waiting for uh, the company or the brand to get organized around their budget, their campaigns, their timelines. And when you say that and you realize how customers take in information, how they buy, um, when they have a need, they go looking. You can't have a start, stop, start, stop, start thinking or approach. So what I see happening now is a lot of the marketing executives are making the business case to go back to more of an always on, which is more of a sustained way of communicating and personalizing and engaging with um, your audiences, your accounts more and more these days, and having a steady presence in the market. You still may have campaigns or programs that have uh, stripes or lightning periods, but making sure that you're doing things on your prospect and customer's time, not just on your time. And that requires always on. Yeah, that's important. Um, I think this rise of marketing technology um, you know, you and I have both had the privilege of watching that shift, right? Um, the introduction of the technology and then over, over the years, it, it rapidly kind of taking over the way marketers did marketing. Um, what effect do you think that that evolution has had on the mindset of marketers today? Well, um, so much. Um, I, I liked it so much. I went from being a CMO of a mainstream company to being CMO of a MarTech company. So I believe in technology. Um, but technology is still enabler, an enabler of strategy. It is not the strategy. So it's, it's had some really positive effects, um, including being able to automate stuff that we used to have to do manually, um, like, well, in some cases we still do, but automation of um, back office elements, uh, data validation and scrubbing spreadsheets, those kinds of things can be automated today uh, and really allow marketers to think about the customer and me more strategic, better communicators, and, and really think about the creative aspect. So there's a lot of positives about technology. The downside has been, just like when any trend happens, you can fall in love with technology or, you know, a lot of people describe it as shiny object. You have to have the next new thing. Uh, and that also has, uh, has hurt uh, marketing in some sense. But I think if you netted it all out, technology has been a really good thing uh, because it's helped advance what marketing's capable of. It's helped uh, bring data to the forefront. And there's still a lot of work to do there, but it's helped us become more data-centric. And it also has helped us be more accountable. 
Um, and you can parallel that um, and to just to, to life, right? You can say, oh, technology ruins our life with social media and always on and all this stuff. Well, there's, a, there's an argument to be made there, but it has made us actually more impactful and more productive. So it's somehow getting that balance right, I think, is what most marketing teams are figuring out. You definitely don't want to get overserved on technology, but you want to play technology and enabler to, to the strategies that you have in market. So not just returning to an always-on, but really a return to our creative selves, right? Marketing historically was a creative um, team looked to for that creativity, um, and so maybe we're returning to that, that parts of ourselves as well. I think so. I think we're finding that balance, and that's really where I really like that brand has really come back into play. Before, we were brand and product people, and forget contribution and revenue and pipeline. And then we swung the other way, and I think there's a balancing act that's happening where, because brand has such a big impact um, at every stage of your sales process or the other side, the customer journey, and it really helps you build relevancy and uh, trust uh, to be a viable player in the market. And as you go through the whole sales cycle and the whole customer life cycle, it really uh, allows you to build customer advocacy for your brand as well. So brand and demand are really becoming hand-in-hand um, in the world as we go forward. That's, that's a good point. Um, I think um, it's fair when, when organizations look at brand, um, at least in today's world, you know, there's often this talent, tendency to kind of relegate it to a nice-to-have, that it's, it's, oh, you know, the brand, something that you, you might look at, you might refresh every now and then, but what are your thoughts on the role of brand in today's marketing teams and in today's marketing strategy? Brand is essential as it's ever been, and because we there's so much information out there, the ability to be relevant and to stand for something and, and to stand out is so important. If you're just becoming a lead machine and staring at the data and the metrics, you're missing uh, a really big piece of what needs to happen to get onto a bigger stage, a bigger playing field, and certainly to be relevant. Um, that, that has to change. And, and that's what I think is so cool about what's happening. And you think about it at the most basic level, and I, I hope this is not too, like, the Captain Obvious statement, but you look at search. Branded topics perform and convert way better than general keywords. And as a general rule, that's not always the case. And that's the same thing when you do any kind of marketing and sales and communications effort. You want to be able to uh, do brand generation. So your brand is um, really built in and engulfed in every touch, every communication. And that really will allow you then to be able to lift up that conversation, that relationship, and also collectively elevate your position in the mar- market. And a lot of what's happened, unfortunately, because we've become these lead machines and we have to hit certain numbers, whether they're MQLs or a pipeline, we get into things like, you know, pushy offers, our forms become cumbersome, our email turns from really crisp communications and personalized and tailored to, uh, to really spammy. Uh, and then we sick a bunch of BDRs on people and that's just not a great brand experience, uh, and that's certainly not going to help you uh, generate uh, your demand that you're responsible for, nor is it going to help you uh, elevate the value of your company overall. So 
I really think this, this balancing act is coming back into play, and I think it's a really good thing. Uh, it's a whole different probably uh, conversation around what's the right mix of those things. Yeah, no, I think it, I think it's good too. I think it's going to make us better marketers in the end. Um, I think um, you mentioned balancing, you know, the mandate of lead generation um, as teams, you know, are striving towards often, um, you know, really key metrics and and mandates of their own of specific lead counts, um, conversion rates, you know, the the never ending MQL, right? Um, they they are. They are striving to truly add more value than they did before. Um, we see this shift to account count based being as one of them. You know, spear phishing over net phishing. I've heard, um, but how does this this sort of striving towards value fit into, or does it fit into this always on model? It, it fits perfectly into it, uh, and and I instead of a model, it's probably a mindset, and I I say that because I think it's a mindset of making sure you're in the market and emphasizing that you want to stay in front of the right accounts, to your point about the account base, the right customers, the right prospects, and be able to let them interact and engage with your brand, with your content, uh, with your organization on their terms. Easy to say, hard to do, but I think that that balancing act is getting there. Um, They're going to make decisions on their timeline, your customers and prospects, not yours. And so, there's not some tricky ninja that you can do. And I think it's really marketing's job and, and to work with sales and customer success to really think about how do you orchestrate that effort? How do you connect the dots and be able to make sure that there's the right message at the right time? And that's where I think the brand and the man can come together and be more used in unison in an integrated fashion. And that's, what I see beginning uh, marketing departments beginning to evolve to. If you're chasing MQLs and leads, while that was a great step to get us started, that we could actually prove that we could put out content, target the right people, and at least generate the right contacts, that was a, that was a, a table stake. But if that's where your effort ends today, uh, it's, it's going to be a long road to truly contributing, marketing contributing to the business and to pipeline, let alone revenue. Probably fair that that shift too will start to break down the the silos that have emerged, right? From from the model of the MQL, um, you know, if you're if you're generating that value and and you really are meeting people with where they're at with what what they want, um, I would guess you're going to hand better quality leads and opportunities over to the sales team, yeah. Yeah, well, every B two B marketers could smile when they're listening to this and go, uh, "Your leads are crap," and uh, they, they're not right. If you're chucking MQLs over the wall at this stage with all the capability that we have, it, it's going to be a long road and it's going to be hard to win credibility with sales and really make your machine work. Um, marketing has to be much more involved in the full customer life cycle. They have to help define the process between marketing, sales, and customer success. So customer marketing is, becomes incredibly important. Um, in this effort, and, and all of that being connected and thinking through the full customer life cycle and what the uh, marketing programs, what needs to be always on, and, and really how to make that work is the difference maker. And Scott, I think your company, Integrate, is one of the solutions out there today that, that 
enables this approach really well. Um, I've seen it. Um, I can attest to that. Um, for the curious, though, would you share uh, when someone might need a solution like Integrate and what problems it's helping to solve? Sure. Yeah, it's been fun. I've been at Integrate five years and watched a lot of uh, great B2B marketing teams begin to think differently. So uh, Integrate really unifies all of the top of the funnel demand sources that you're using. So if you're doing events or you're doing content syndication or uh, LinkedIn forms or Facebook forms as a form of lead gen, every one of those processes are unique. Um, the way you gather data, the way the data comes through and in your, your marketing automation or CRM system is different. So integrates a layer, a solution that sits in front of or on top of your marketing automation and CRM to help you manage all of those connections and integrations. It helps you, uh, it validates all of the, the data and software, the phone number, the email, um, make sure if it's a paid program that that information is truly complete. And then it actually standardizes the data uh, before it pushes it into uh, your marketing automation or CRM system. So that unification at the top of the funnel, really, when it's done right, and everything's integrated, that's where you really start to see the lift in conversions to opportunity because you have the speed, you have the data accuracy, and you have the trust of sales where that data is flowing to. So it's been really fun to uh, see something like Integrate come into the market and uh, I'd say pick up where marketing automation left off. We work very closely with uh, the marketing automation providers but together, they're better because you're really managing that top of the funnel in a more automated, uh, data-centric way. Yeah, this next evolution of marketing technology has been really fun to watch emerge. You know, we, we went from a more, more, more to actually the tech is getting smarter and more consolidated and more orchestrated, really, together. Um, but every day, yeah. it does seem like there are new solutions um, you've pointed out innovations are, are everywhere, and um, there's no doubt that that makes for an, a noisy and rapidly changing world that we live in. Um, you know, and, and really, te that technology has enabled companies of all sizes to compete for the same customers. So while it's great and we love seeing it, um, it does make it a little harder to stand out, maybe in the crowd. Um, what, is, what does that mean for marketing, and, and how does one set themselves apart today? Yeah, well, marketing has to be much sharper. Uh, many of the teams now have ops and MarTech teams, or they have uh, wonderful partners like yourself and your company um, uh, that can come in and help them really assess what is the right technology, what's needed, and to sort through that. Um, and the, the number one thing I've learned as both a marketer and now being a CMO at a MarTech company is Technology should not be the first thing you buy. You should still do fundamentals of really get your strategy together, get your process in order, and then automate it. And, and when we work with customers or what we see, that's more of our approach to it. And, and so you just can't get enamored with the next thing. Um, and the other thing I think good uh, structured organizations, B2B teams, they look to see if their existing technology can do a good part of the work before buying more technology. I think that's an important step. And then, of course, you want to look at being able to consolidate some of that technology. So can it, if you're looking at a new technology, how can you get full use out of it um, to take care of multiple aspects? All of those things, I think, um, are going to help us better utilize technology within the stack 
I think the day of just buying tech for tech's sake has slowed down. Um, I might be a naive, but I see that and feel that with uh, most B2B marketing teams. Yeah, I, I've felt the rise of the partnership, really. I mean, I think I talk to more and more tech companies that are um, that are working, you know, with other tech companies, whereas before that was the competition and don't talk to them. They might know our trade secrets. Now there's <laughs> yes. this, this desire to kind of reach across that aisle and, and collaborate. And I think with the end user in mind, the customer wins in those scenarios. Yeah, exactly right. And I, you couldn't have said it better. And I know you have that spirit uh, in, in, in your work, the firm you built and what you're doing, but it absolutely is essential. If you start to treat your technology solutions like suppliers, you're dead. The marketing technology changes too fast. You need them on your side. You need their expertise. And um, one of the things I really take away and from uh, Ryan Schwartz when he was at MongoDB, I've heard him say this, and prior to that, he's at Trip Actions now, a really cool company. And I really listened to what he said. He said, it's a one thing to have an implementation plan. You also need an adoption plan which I think is right, and in, in, in that you have to have, as well as buying the technology, you have to be able to implement it, yes, but you want an adoption plan of how you're going to use it over time. And, of course, things can change. That's why you do audits and do assessments, you know, every six months or a year on as you go into your budgeting and your capital and OPEX investment um, thinking. Uh, you can do that, and I think that's a really cool way to think about it. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so we're going to get T-shirts that say, uh, make marketing create again. Is that okay? <laughs> <laughs> of course, it's, it's a koozie or a T-shirt. Something has to happen. Um, Scott, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you for sharing your wisdom with our audience. Um, always insightful. I always learn something. Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me. I, I love this stuff, and it's great to see the progress we're making as a, as a marketing community. Agreed. Agreed. All right, we'll talk to you next time. Hey, looking forward to it. Take care. Thanks for having me.